إنك حميد مجيد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we ask His help and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Brothers and sisters, my topic today is about Mandela and the power of forgiveness. And before I talk about Nelson Mandela, I'm not here, I'm not standing here to talk about the biography of someone or what he likes to do, what he likes to eat, or where did he like to go. But rather, we're going to talk about lessons that we'll learn from a human being. Someone that he was a great, iconic figure. So, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshaAllah, what we benefit from the Jumu'ah. Brothers and sisters, it's very important, first of all, it's very important to note that there are certain values and standards and principles that are universally agreed upon. Like justice, equality, freedom, like the evil of racism. And these principles, brothers and sisters, are not restricted to the tradition of Islam. Rather, they are shared by many other traditions. So when people go out, try to inspire others, try to motivate others to stand for justice, to speak the truth, to speak for freedom. These people, they should not be discredited or demeaned just because they are not Muslims. As a matter of fact, their actions must be praised. Their actions again, their actions and their efforts must be praised. And they have the proof for that. The Prophet Muhammad he felt honor to be able to participate in Hulful Fudul. The alliance of the virtues. Why? Because it was established on the basis of, of justice. It was established on equality for all. It was established in respect and honor. And it doesn't really matter who carried it out. His action must be praised. The Prophet Muhammad even after he became a prophet, he said, if Quraysh would invite me to something like that, I will happily participate. Another proof, brothers and sisters, that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu Abu Bakr as-Siddiq used to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant victory for Roman over Al-Majus, over the Persian. Why? Because they were people of the book. They worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, Abu Talib, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa uncle, he was indeed a great man. You cannot say anything but that. He was a great man who protected the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He protected the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when he died, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called that 
the year of sadness when Abu Talib and his wife Khadija died. Also brothers and sisters and Najashi, and he was the king of Abyssinia. When Rasulullah ﷺ, when life became unbearable, when Quraysh are giving him hard times, killing his followers, giving him hard times, Rasulullah ﷺ advised people to go to Abyssinia. And he described the king of Abyssinia to be Adil. He's a just ruler. And Al-Waqiri rahimahullah is one of our historians, Islamic historians, he said, he actually described Najashi. He described Najashi before Najashi became a Muslim as Salih in his book of Sirah about Rasulullah He described this man to be a righteous man. So brothers and sisters, we should not demean people, we should not discredit people or discard them just because they are not Muslims. If they did something good, their action must be praised. Wallahi, I will give you an example that happened here in the city of Pittsburgh. Like a brother that I know and he's dear to me. And I don't know if he's in a room in a or not, but I'm not going to mention his name. And I don't think he will care if I mention his story. This man told me one time that he, um, he bought a car and he couldn't pay it off. And then the financing company, they came and they took the car. And he owned $18,000. His neighbor, he had a neighbor. A man and his wife, they were old people. They asked for the car and he says, Wallahi, they, they took it away from me. And this man, subhanAllah, he paid off the whole loan. And he said, you don't have to pay anything back. You don't have to pay it back. And this man, his action cannot be just disregarded just because he's not a Muslim. Really? I mean, this man died, Mandela died. And it's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like you will be standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the last day, and you will not worry about so and so and so and so. You will be only worried about yourself. You'll be running away from everybody. You're not worried about the manager who used to give you hard times. Oh Allah, I want to see this man in the depth of the fire. I want to see him. No. You won't worried about this. You'll be scared. You'll be, you'll be grieved by the scene. And you'll be just asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take care of you. To forgive you. So let's just take care of that. This man, brothers and sisters, he spent 27 years in prison. When he came out, when he came out, he forgave and he reconciled. This man, just imagine if this man did not forgive people. What would be the situation right now in South Africa? Because at the same time in Rwanda, black people used to were slaughtering each other in Rwanda. Why? Because they went revenge. They went revenge. But this man compromised. And he made a lot of compromises actually. And, and maybe this is one of our problems as Muslims, that we think compromise is a taboo word. Maybe this is the solution for what's happening overseas in Egypt and in other countries. That once you become against me, once you become my opponent, it's over. You're a horrible person, I'm fighting you. No, to, uh, pr compromise is not a taboo word. But this man did not compromise for the things that he stand for, that he stood for, like equality and justice and freedom.
This man, brothers and sisters, he had principles. He had principles. He had actually beliefs in line with the, with the beliefs of so many great people in the history of mankind. The Prophet Yusuf salam, when his brothers, they took him away, they kidnapped him from his, his parents, and they thought about killing him. And they said, no, let's just like throw him in a water wheel. And they threw him in a water wheel. Later on, later on after Sayyidina Yusuf salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored him, saved him and honored him, and put him in a high position, and destined for his brothers, the oppressors, to come in front of him. And he عَرَفَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُ مُنْكِرُونَ He recognized them. They were still in their heedlessness. And then when he told them about himself, they asked him to forgive him. They asked Yusuf salam to forgive them. And Yusuf salam he said, لَا تَثْرِيبَ عَلَيْكُمْ No blame on you. يَخْفِرُ اللَّهَ لَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives you. This is the principles, the values of a great man, brothers and sisters. Salah al-Din, may Allah have mercy in him when he conquered Jerusalem and people were fleeing away. They thought this is the day of their revenge. The Muslims gonna kill every, every soul in the city. But this man told him that the city, the land is for every single human being. <coughs> And your religion, your tradition, in other words, just worship whatever you want. But we live here in this land equally. We have the same equal rights. We're free to worship whatever you want. You are free to worship whatever you want. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab did the same thing when he conquered Jerusalem before Salahuddin al-Ayyubi. And if we're talking about forgiveness, and let him go and forget about taking revenge, we must make a mention of the Prophet Muhammad who gave the best example of forgiveness. Forgiveness actually was the key to his character. People treated him really bad. His honor and dignity were put into questions. His followers were killed. His uncle Hamza was killed. His body was disfigured. His wife was slandered. This man went through a lot, brothers and sisters. But he always used to forgive. His wife was slandered by Ubay ibn Ka'b. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she was slandered by Ubay ibn Ka'b. And when Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul, the son of Abdullah, after Abdullah died, his son went to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I would like your robe to shroud my father with. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who taught humanity, the lesson of forgiveness. He gave him the robe and he said, shroud your father with this robe. Why? Because they thought that the, anything that comes from the Messenger of Allah would bring mercy. And then he says, Ya Rasulullah, what to salli alayhi? Oh Messenger of Allah, would you perform janazah on my father? And his father was the, was the head of the hypocrites in Medina. 
He slandered the Messenger of Allah, slandered the wife of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa gave the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi a lot of hard times. The moment that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi migrated from Mecca to Medina, he became the enemy of Abdullah. The enemy of Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul. And he will take any chance to discredit the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa And he will yet the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Why? Because he thought that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa took something away from him. And you say Ibn Khudayr, he said, Ya Rasulullah, forgive him. Forgive him. Because he thinks that you, you, you came here to take something away from him. Before you came, his people were about to crown him as a king. So he thinks that you taken something away from him. But the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa forgave. And he says to Abdullah, his son, وَأُصَلِّي عَلَيْهِ Yes, I will perform janazah on him. And when he was about to perform janazah, Umar al-Khattab says, Ya Rasulullah, أَتُصَلِّي عَلَيْهِ وَقَدْ نَهَاكَ رَبُّكَ Oh Messenger of Allah, you perform janazah on this person. You perform janazah on this person. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited you to do so. He said, no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make it, uh, did not make it haram in me. But he said, استغفر لهم أو لا تستغفر لهم إن تستغفر لهم سبعين مرة فلن يغفر الله لهم وسأزيده على السبعين. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to me in the Quran, ask Allah to forgive them or don't. It's equal. Allah will not forgive them. If you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 70 times, so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him, Allah will not forgive him. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, and I will increase my prayer more than 70 times. That's the rahmah. That's the rahmah, brothers and sisters. That's the mercy of the Messenger of Allah. This is the forgiveness of the Messenger of Allah. People fought him in battles. They fought him in battles when he, when he went back to Mecca as a victorious leader. You know, he did not humiliate the leaders, his, his enemies, as usually people do in the modern world. In the modern wars, when a country goes to invade another country, they take the leaders of this country and they humiliate them, right in front of the general public. But the Messenger of Allah Wasallam, he did the opposite. He actually said, مَنْ دَخَلَ دَارُ أَبَيَا He honored them. He honored their leaders. And he said, who enters the house of Abu Sufyan is safe. He's safe. Whoever stays in his house is safe. Whoever stays in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is safe. And who, always, who also stays in the, in the house of Abu Sufyan is safe. These are the qualities of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he conquered Mecca, People, they were so scared. They went to the Messenger of Allah and he says to them, What do you think I'm going to do to you? And they said, Akhun Karimin wa Akhin Karim. You're a son of a noble person. And he said, Just the same thing that his brother Yusuf alayhi salam said, La tathriba alaykum. There is no blame on you. There is no blame on you. Akhi, just think about this. These people fought him in battles. They fought him in battles. They killed his followers. They tried to defame his image. But he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, you free to go. He didn't even say to them now, in, in order for me to let you go, you have to become a Muslim. 
or look at me now. I, I have the upper hand. I can kill each and every single one of you. But he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, اِذْهَبُوا فَأَنْتُمُ الْتُلَقَاءِ You're free to go. Because he was mercy. Because he had the rahmah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about him in the Quran, Umar salnaka illa rahmah. We sent you as mercy to mankind. Mercy, rahmah. And rahmah comes from rahim. And rahim is the womb. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the hadith al-Qudisi, شَقَقْتُ الرَّحِمَ مِنْ إِسْمِيَ الرَّحْمَانِ I split the womb from my name al-Rahman. And that's why the rahim grows, brothers and sisters. The womb grows. And each and every one of us been there in this abode, in the womb. And the womb expands in order to hold you inside it. And that's the meaning of rahmah. That it expands, that encompasses everybody. That is everybody in a circle. Everybody is in a circle. Wallahi, when animosity and hatred and revenge gets deeply rooted in our hearts, it just destroys the freshness of our faith. Remember that incident. The man entered the masjid of Rasulullah and the Messenger of Allah said, Whoever wants to see a man of paradise, here he comes. And the man walked in. And I'm sure that every one of you know the story. And then Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas was there. And he heard the Messenger of Allah saying the same thing for the following day. And the same person entered the masjid. And he just like made a something up. And he went to the man and he just wanted to see what's so different about this man. Why he is from the people of paradise. And then he saw, he saw that this man is not doing anything you know, different than any of the other Sahaba. Nothing is spectacular. And then he says to him, Oh so and so, Wallahi I didn't have a problem with my family, I just managed to come here and do... I wanted to just watch what you're doing, to see what you're doing at night, what you do during the day, and how you worship your Lord. And he said, because I've heard the Messenger of Allah saying, You're a man of paradise. You're a man of paradise. And then he says to him, Wallahi, this is all I do. This is how I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But one thing, that when I go to bed at night, I don't carry any animosity or hatred or revenge in my heart towards anybody. That's what, that's what did it. You know why? Because this man, Sa'ad, was actually one of the people who participated in the battle of Badr and the battle of Uhud. And Rasulullah he said that this man is one of the dwellers of Jannah, not because of his participation in Badr or Uhud, but because of his heart, because of his forgiveness, because he used to be a man who used to let go. Just imagine how many of us here have not talked to their brothers and sisters, blood brothers and sisters for so many years. There are some people in this room, they might... Having talked to their parents, their mothers and their fathers for years. Don't be that man. Don't be that woman. Really, don't be this man. And let go. Let go. You know, you have the right to take revenge. 
if you are oppressed, you have the right to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to punish His people in a certain circumstance, whoever is oppressing you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَإِن But if you forgive, if you forgive, أَقْرَبُ taqwa is you will be closer to the taqwa. And the taqwa is that which we were struggling for. You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَخْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ عُدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Hasten to the jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a jannah that is wider than heaven and earth. Don't be prepared. You'll be given only to selective group of people. And who are these people? Al-Muttaqeen. And who are the Muttaqeen? And the ayah after that define the Muttaqeen. Number one. Those who, who give in ease and hardship. Number two, those who control themselves while in anger. Number three, and those who forgive. Those who forgive others. You know, when we do something wrong, we go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we run to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, pardon me. Oh Allah, forgive my sins. Oh Allah, pardon my shortcomings. Oh Allah, shower me with your mercy. Oh Allah, I slip. Oh Allah, the shaitan just like deceived me. Oh Allah, oh Allah, and we will be crying every night for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. But when it comes to the between us, Oh Allah, I want to call this man to full account. I want this man to be destroyed. I want this man to be this and that. How? How would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you if you don't forgive others? If you don't let go? You know, Ubad ibn Samit radiallahu anhu, he said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told me, shouldn't I tell you about the qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, qualities of people, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise their, their ranks in Jannah? He said, Bala ya Rasulullah, tell me. He said, and ta'fu amman zalimak. And to let go. To forgive those who oppress you. And to give those who prevented you. And to keep ties to those who cut you off? That's Islam. It's hard. It's hard. But this is the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's hard to do that. But those are the people who will attain the highest level of Jannah. Forgiveness. You know, some, some people, they forget about their own mistakes. And they always look for the, for the defects of others. As they say in Egypt, he looks always at the peacock feet. He forgets about the beauty of the peacock. He looks at the feet because the feet is ugly. So he always looks for the mistakes. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Allahumma amin. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Allahumma la ilma lana illa ma'alamtana inaka anta al-alim al-hakim. اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما انفعنا وزدنا علما صل اللهم وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين Brothers and sisters, we need to let go. There are a lot of problems in our community here in Pittsburgh. There are a lot of people who don't speak to one another. There are a lot of people who have a lot of personal grudges between themselves. A lot of people who have a lot, a lot of problems. There are people who meet one another, they don't greet one another. You know, because of a race problem, yes. Here in Pittsburgh, yes. Yes, we have this problem, brothers and sisters. Let's be just more realistic here. We have this problem.
So we need to, we need to root out all these problems from our hearts. If we really care about our community, if we really, if we're really real Muslims, real Muslims, one of our shiuk said, uh, some of us, they build huge masajid. And they call their masajid, you know, Bilal ibn Rabah Masjid. And if somebody like Bilal ibn Rabah wanted to come and join the board or the AC or to be in the administration or to be a man does anything in the masjid, he will be discarded. Let me just press in the wound a little bit. You know, Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu, Bilal, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa heard her footsteps in Jannah. Bilal ibn Rabah, one of the Sahaba Abu Zar, he called him Yabn al-Sawda, or your mother is black. And then he got really upset and he went to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and he said that to address to me, Bilal. And Bilal got upset and he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he complained to the Messenger of Allah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he brought Abu Dhar and he says, Anta rajulun bika jahiliyya. You're a man that has, still have some of the ignorance. In himself. And he said to him, you better watch out. Because one of the wet nurses of the Messenger of Allah also was a black woman. So if you're calling this man the mother of a black woman, he also I'm, my mother is a black woman. So we have to be careful. We really have to be careful. And it goes both ways. Whether you're an immigrant, whether you're black or white, you have to root this out of your heart. If you really care about the community and if you really care about the freshness of your faith. This man, brothers and sisters, this man stood for justice for everybody, not only for the uh, Christians, not only for the, for the South African, but he stood for just for everybody, for Muslims as well. Because there are so many Muslims in South Africa. There are so many Muslims also who migrated from India to South Africa. And they were oppressed. And this man also was speaking on their behalf. He stood for their justice and their freedom. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, min al-mut'am ibn Uday, and this man was from Quraysh, and he died before the battle of Badr. And this man died as a polytheist. But this man protected the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he came back from a ta'if. When the Messenger of Allah came back from a ta'if, after he lost everybody he used to support him, he lost the people of power and strength like Khadija and, and his uncle. And he didn't find anybody to protect him. In Mecca, and this man, Al-Mut'am, Ibn Uday, he says, I will protect you. And he took the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he took the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu to the Haram, and he told people, he is my under protection. This man, the same exact person, when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu and his family and his followers, the Muslims and non-Muslims, yes, because there were non-Muslims in the Shi'ab of Abi Talib under the segregation, under the embargo for three years, because they refused to hand the message of Allah sallallahu they refused. So this man and and the Muslims during that time they ate dirt, they ate grass, they see the leaves of the tree. And then Musa he went and he gathered seven people. Why to to break this injustice? To break this this injustice. And they broke, and some of them became Muslim. Some of them they died under shirk. 
One of them is Mut'a ibn Uday, the Messenger of Allah. Listen to this carefully. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, after the battle of Badr, he was standing in front of the captains. And he said, had Al-Mut'a ibn Uday come to me to ask me to, to free these people, I would have let them go free, for free, for his sake. This is what the Messenger of Allah said. You know why? Because a good quality of a Muslim is loyalty. You have to be loyal. That if, something, if somebody does something good to you, you have to honor this person. And really, regardless of his religion.